Welcome to the Talk Show for Talkers on irishtalkers.com. Welcome to episode three of this week's Talk Show for Talkers on irishtalkers.com. Just a little reminder that our email address is info at irishtalkers.com. And we do encourage you to drop us a line. Tell us what you think. Tell us what you'd like us to cover in the future. Tell us anything you like. Just have a chat. It's now time to hand the metaphorical baton over to Paul Amani. And Paul today is going to be talking about club officer training. How valuable is club officer training? Paul, answer that question for me. I don't know whether it was Ralph C. Smedley, who was the first person in Toastmasters, to say that it's important to provide leadership training for the health of the organization. And if it wasn't Ralph C. Smedley himself, then whoever did say it was a very wise person. Because Toastmasters can be seen as a learning organization, can't it? An organization within which people learn to become more competent and confident as communicators and leaders. The situation today is that the board of Toastmasters International, the international president, the international president-elect, and all of the international directors, the regional advisors, the district directors, the program quality directors, the club growth directors, all receive training in order to be better able to provide leadership, in order to be better able to serve the membership of the organization. Now, you know that already, but it isn't only people at the very highest level in the organization or at the center of the organization, depending on which way you want to talk about it. It isn't just them who get training. It's the division directors and the area directors who are what we call district officers. I've been to district officer training already this year, and so have division directors and area directors. And you can see the way, in a sense, there's a type of cascading in which the next question is, should Toastmasters International offer training to club presidents? Indeed, should it offer training to every one of the club officers? Well, the answer is pretty obvious, isn't it? Because if the president, the vice presidents and the treasurer and the secretary and the sergeant at arms are going to serve members in your club well, it's a pretty good idea for them to be helped to do that really well by the provision of at least some training. This is what happens in every organization in the world that is good at providing service. You may yourself have received some training on the job. You may have received it through what we sometimes call sitting by Nelly, observing somebody doing the job and picking it up from them. That's actually what happens in Toastmasters clubs when there is a, for sake of argument, an assistant vice president education who throughout the year watches what the vice president education does and picks up information 
and skills in order, hopefully, to be the successor. And you get one year in a role. You may indeed stay on in the role the following year, but generally speaking in Toastmasters, people change roles every year in the leadership position. And the only person who really stays in a long-term leadership role is the chief executive of the organization, who is in fact an employee. And I'm not sure what form of training the chief executive gets, but I can be pretty sure that Danrex has been offered and received plenty of developmental opportunities over the years in order to help him to do his job better. Club officer training. I have to say, when I joined Toastmasters a few years ago, I wasn't very impressed with club officer training for one reason. Somebody said to me, you know, we have to send four people to club officer training. Who wants to go? And it was sort of like, well, all the people who didn't step backwards are going to training for the club. Four people, we need four people to go to training. And I said to myself, why only four? Why don't we all go to training? Isn't it preposterous that one person deserves training, one person is offered training, and somebody else escapes it and says, oh, I'm not going to go. Well, that idea that only four officers need attend club officer training was a misunderstanding of the Distinguished Club Programme. Unfortunately, quite a number of people I know, I have known over the years, interpreted the fact that a minimum number of four officers need to go to training in order to get the club a goal in the Distinguished Club Programme. They misinterpreted that as saying, well, only four need go. The real purpose of training is to help the club officers to serve the members, isn't it? I mean, if the club officers didn't have any need to serve the members, what would be the point in providing them with training? They might as well just do whatever they feel like doing and frankly, you know, just take the honorifics or take the praise and somebody at the end of the year can say, we did a good job. But no, club officers are leaders in the club and the president is the chief executive officer of the club. So it makes a whole lot of sense, doesn't it, for the club officers to be trained. But tell me, does it make any sense for a club to have an untrained officer? In your club, do you think any of your club officers are so good, so good, so scintillatingly brilliant that you'd follow them over the top of the trenches into the future and build a club, build new clubs, do all sorts of things that they're so good that it would be an insult to them to go to training. Do you think it would be any advantage if a very experienced Toastmaster, perhaps a Toastmaster like Moira O'Brien, went along to the training in order to chip in and provide some suggestions and advice to less experienced Toastmasters? Would that not be a good idea? And wouldn't it be good for Moira O'Brien to get a bit of practice at doing that? Because we all know somebody can be a real big head, go into a room, say, oh, I know everything and be a pain in the neck. So perhaps, Moira, you need opportunities to develop your skill at being able to nudge people 
in the right direction. I know that I'm probably being heard by some people who have been to what they regard as some awful training. They were bored. They couldn't see the point. Have you ever been to a training course outside Toastmasters, which didn't have parts of it, which you wished you hadn't bothered going to? Tell me, have you ever had experience at anything which you didn't find worthless in some respect? And here's the challenge. Even if you've been in the past to training, what about a new beginning? What about tomorrow being better than yesterday? What about stepping up to the challenge of helping to improve the learning opportunities? Are you up for that? Are you somebody who just wants to take the title and let everything flow along without any continuous improvement? I'm saying all this because I think that seven officers in your club should be trained. I'll say that straight out. I can't see any reason why all of you train officers in every single club can't get training. There are trainings online this year, all over the world. 21st of, uh, 19th of uh, uh, July, 21st of July, 23rd of July, 24th of July, 6th of August. All of these ones are in my head without me having to look at a piece of paper. You can look into District 71. Well, you will be able to look into District 71 website and see lists. You can look into District 91, but you can also get in touch with others and say, is there any training going on? I'm only able to go on Friday evenings at 10 o'clock at night. Is there any chance of getting a bit of training at that time? And you know what the answer is? Yes. Ever so easy. You can go to early morning training in Australia. No problem. They'll be starting at the same time as you're available. But also you can go to late afternoon training, 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And if you want to go to morning training in Vancouver, perfect timing for you. OK, I'll be very blunt. Forgive me, Moira, this week. There's no excuse for not going to training. There you are. Paul, I have been to every single twice a year training since I first became a club officer in 2016, 15, 16. I can't remember when I first, but anyway, yeah, I actually encourage all members, whether they are club officers or not, to attend club officer training. And I'll tell you why, because you're the future club officers. And I'll tell you something. If you get trained before you take on a job, first of all, you'll know what the job involves. Secondly, you'll hit the ground running. Instead of doing what a lot of us have done in the past, which is we just about work out what the job entails about halfway through the year, maybe coming up to the second training session of the year. So go along. You'll be welcome. And you can attend any of the trainings anywhere in the world. And you can go and get trained for any of the roles, the officer roles. Let's call that the end of this session. It's been a good one. Thank you, Paul. And let's look and see what's going to happen tomorrow. Well, tomorrow I'm going to be taking the chair and I'm going to be starting off what, if you, the listener, likes, might become a small series. So tomorrow is just going to be the introduction to it. And I've titled this, What Are the Skills Needed 
to become a proficient public speaker. I'll see you tomorrow. The Talk Show for Talkers is published every week in sections at 4pm every Friday, Saturday, Sunday and Monday. Go to our website, irishtalkers.com, for more information. Thank you.